Hey, that's Holly. And that's Brooke. And this is the MacabreCast Sick Edition. Sick Edition. And I'm Nikon. <laughs> Episode 16. 16 or sick teen. Yes, sick. S I C K teen. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, we will be recording these, and I has, have still not recovered my voice after being very sick, so. Yeah. Well, the good news is she's not dying anymore. No. No, Brooke was dying was for terrible. a little bit. It was <laughs> concerning. Um. <laughs> I'm fine. It also was not COVID. Shockingly. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm glad you find it concerning when your friends are dying. <laughs> yeah. Just lightly concerning. It was concerning, you know. Here's the thing, though. Ever since then, all week at work, everybody's been telling me that this voice suits me and that it sounds like all sultry. Oh. And I'm like, listen, (laughs) all the time people are like, oh, your voice, it suits you, your raspy voice. And I'm like, okay. Time to just go ruin your vocal cords on purpose now. Listen, I taught myself not to get vocal fry for a reason. And now people are telling me I should have it because it suits me. (laughs) <laughs> that ain't it. I mean, there's a whole group of people who really love vocal fry on podcasts, including myself. So, <laughs> I mean, I love a good vocal fry on a podcast. Yeah. Karen and Georgia. Yeah. Great vocal fry. Yeah. Um, I love it when they fry those vocals. You know, Ash and Elena are also like that. <laughs> yeah. It's good. And the Murdoch. Um, I forget her name. I know what vocal fry is. Don't worry. I hope you do. I hope you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of awkward if I didn't. <laughs> Considering I literally record people singing. I was like, is a musician. (laughs) Is a musician, doesn't know what vocal fry is. I'd be surprised how much shit a lot of musicians don't know about what they do. I mean, that's... I'm always surprised by how much people don't know in general, so... In therapy this week, speaking of vocal fry, my therapist... I don't know why this came up, but we both at the same time were like... Said like the chorus line part of since you've been gone by kelly clarkson and then i realized kelly clarkson is like the vocal fry person oh yeah because when we were younger and she was like you know when that song came out like since you've been gone Mm -hmm. she didn't have vocal fry but she has such terrible vocal fry now because of the way she sang when she was younger yeah which is fine i mean i like vocal fry but it's just you know i was like oh the kelly clarkson voice is coming (laughs) out like (laughs) So if I cut out a little bit in this episode and in episode 17, that's uh, that's why. Yeah, not related to any sound stuff, just Brooke's voice giving out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I have no cold symptoms and I'm still yeah. just sounding like a goose. Honk. I'm like, I, I answer phones for work, so it's very upsetting. Yeah. I have to be like, I'm so sorry, I sound like this, but I'm okay. <laughs> I want everyone to know that Nikon is in the corner feeling bashful and looking bashful because of the honk that or the snortle that they just did. <laughs> you did snortle right into On the mic. <laughs> into the mic. You, you, the mic went inside. You snortled it, it so hard. I think it would be so loud. <laughs> you, I'm the one wearing headphones yeah. too, so I heard it while I was exactly. doing it. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh so. god. What are our um, contenders for this episode's topic? Well, okay, wait. First, I do have one thing. Not a correction, but one of the doctors that I work with at my office, um, not my office, but the office I work at, um, she's from Peru, and she listens to the podcast, so if you're listening, hello, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was telling me just like about we were talking about my tooth fairy episode, right? Obviously it's relevant to her. And, um, she was like, well, you know, because she hadn't listened to the episode yet. She was like, you know, in other countries, it's not a fairy. And I was like, yeah, are you talking about El Raton? And she was like, yes. And she got really excited about it. Aww. So I, I haven't heard from her since she listened to it, but. That's amazing. Um, El just, Raton Perez. Yeah, El Raton Perez. It was just yesterday that she said that to me. So I'm excited to hear what she has to say about it. That's amazing. Mm, I know. I was pretty excited. <laughs> I love knowing that our research is true. <laughs> I know. It was very 
like gratifying to hear her say that. Yeah. Every once in a while, I get like so incredibly nervous that I'm just spreading false information. Same, for no reason at all. And I'm like, I did the research on this. I should, it's fine. But then I'm like, I didn't write an entire thesis on this. So (laughs) I must be, I must be telling lies. Okay, but listen, (laughs) the people actually spreading false information are not worried about spreading false information. That's true. That's true. But also, the volume at which they're doing it <laughs> if you make one small mistake on one episode that's still a lot less false information that's true, that's true. anyways oh god well no what is your uh, topic for oh contention mm-hmm. my topic this week this we're... week oh cocky <laughs> I, mean, I guess if I if I win again because I've been on a winning streak wow, okay. for the last like Humble three brag. times. Wow! Okay. Wow! Um, <laughs> you finally figured out how to play rock paper scissors. Good for you. <laughs> Get fucking wrecked. I love how salty that sounded. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> But I guess my contender for our battle is um, a ha- a haunting slash cursed place um, called La Casa Matusita in Lima, Peru, which is ironic that you mentioned your um, co-worker doctor, the doctor who she, works in yeah, your she's office. She's not my boss, but she's also not who is my from co-worker. Peru. Yeah, technically, it's not ironic; it's just a coincidence. I. I would just like I would like you to, to leave because um, there's nothing more violently angering. You're welcome. What's yours, Brooke? I will be talking about the squonk because it's my spirit animal of the last. Year. Hello, do you not know what the squonk is? Nico? I don't know what no. the squonk so, is either. It's so funny I because just love the name. Yesterday, I was walking with Holly after we left Nikon's place because we are apparently always together all the time. Yeah, and we are honestly. And um, we're walking down the street, and I was like, "Oh, I'm covering the squonk tomorrow," and I kept talking about it because I thought Holly knew what it was. <laughs> and she was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> Holly, did you do the thing where you pretend you know what someone's talking about? Well, I didn't even really pretend. I just was listening. You were just confused. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just funny. obsessed with the name. Yeah. Yeah. Squonk. I thought you Squonk. knew because we've talked about it with Lachlan before, but I guess you, oh, you just maybe I paying wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm talking about the squonk, but the squonk stuff's really short, so I'm also going to talk about um, a specific book that I think is important to the concept of fearsome critters. Oh, okay. Exciting. Such as a squonk. Such as squonk. Or a Loveland Frogman, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Cryptids Mm -hmm. and stuff. I still love the episode about the Loveland Frogman. That's probably my favorite research I've done. Yeah, it was good. It was like 2 a.m. and I was like on Google Maps walking, Walking. quote unquote, down the street, (laughs) trying to find out what guardrail it was that it happened on. Like, what a a nerd. I was doing that like on my free time. So I'm so excited for um, whatever my next research one is going to be, which I'm not going to reveal now. But uh, I'm going to have some time off between my current job and my new job that I'm starting. And so I'm planning to like spend some time and go like really hard on some research for one that I've been wanting to do that is a bit longer. Oh my god. Um, I've been so. I have a couple I'm saving like that too. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I'm excited. To be fair actually, I was going to cover something else but then I got really really sick. Yeah. So I had to pick something a little bit lighter and I was going to cover something that was a little bit more depressing and tra- tragic about children. Yeah. And on Tuesday was you know, we should acknowledge. Yeah, we should. The, um, the again, another. Yeah, it's school shooting. Yeah, yep. in Tennessee, um, and so I thought t- it's just not the week for this. No, well, yeah. and I also I've been seeing like so much about all of the young like young people who are going and protesting and like demonstrating in mm-hmm. the government buildings, and yes, that is fantastic, yes. and I'm so excited for that, and I like the number of school shootings that we have is ridiculous so mm-hmm. something yeah, i mean it's and the fact that they're trying to try uh not try target 
target target target queer people about it instead of just actually imposing some fucking gun control yeah well because they were like this yeah. shooter was trans and, yeah. and therefore it's about being trans yeah and so we need to protect our kids from people who are trans which is just ridiculous and it's like also that like, has nothing to do with it the also, reality the reality too is like you know here here's a for example like <laughs> there are a lot of like annoying white people mm-hmm. or white men who are always like not all white men or not yeah. all whatever and like that's a stupid argument and yeah. we can you know pass that by the wayside but the reality is true that like there are also bad queer people yeah. in oh, the yeah. world and that's just normal yeah and it doesn't reflect an entire community you can't you, you don't like seize one person and just decide what an entire community is yeah you are good and bad everybody yeah you not can't, just you good also and bad like you also can't take away and white you can't take away an entire group of people's human rights because of like one person one person's issues and yeah. mental health and you mistakes. you shouldn't take away any group of people's human rights just in general but, well, but you know. that's what our government it's... loves doing. They love saying, hmm, this group wants human rights? Mm, mm, I don't no. think so. Yeah. Mm, also, I was going to say no. that, you know, it's really funny how if you impose gun control, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are, you can't Whoa. get an assault rifle. That's crazy. Even if you are trans. Whoa. Even if you're yeah. not trans. That seems like an easy solution, but... I, I, I mean, I like the complicated ones instead. I guess. Of course, we need our <laughs> bear like, arms, right? Yes, we need our our right to bear arms. Yeah. <laughs> All of the bears give over your arms. I, let me tell you, I hear Coke bears' arms are going for millions I, right you now. You know, apparently. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, not to take a yeah. very negative tangent, but I chose this topic because I just thought. I need something lighthearted. Something I that... felt like shit for a week and yeah. a half. So, and also squonk. And also, squ- I sound like a squonk. To be fair, <laughs> you sound like the word squonk. I do sound like the word squonk. The squonk does make sounds, and I don't. I'm not making Are you those gonna... sounds. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. Are you gonna replicate the sounds that they make? No, it would be too hard. Okay. Okay. Well, we have our contenders, right? Yes. Players ready? Ready. Okay. We'll have a good clean match. <laughs> Don't do one, two, three, though. You have to do I know. I'm going to say this. Because otherwise, words. Holly doesn't know how to play. Okay. <laughs> That's Holly's secret. That's how she wins. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yes. Rock, paper, scissors. I win. You win. I Holly win again. Wins. Rock crushes scissors. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I actually want to go last. I was hoping you were going to say that because I think for vocal fry reasons, it's better if I go first. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to be our, our next week's episode. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, episode 16, sick, steen, sick, steen. let's talk about the squonk. It's squonk time. Nice. So my sources for this week um, are mainly an amazing book and it's part of just kind of what I'm going to be talking about Mm -hmm. Um, but it's called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumber Woods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts by William Thomas Cox from 1910 this is something that's in the public domain so it's actually available on many websites but it's also like available PDF style on Google Books Oh, okay. quality is pretty low though I found it on a different website um, called um Lumberwoods Unnatural History Museum nice <laughs> website um and that was like the rendering of the pages was better so it was easier to read um and there's also illustrations in the book um that are really cool um and they're just a little easier to see in that copy um but amazing piece of art I would say yeah uh and I'm, I'm gonna go into it a little bit so we'll talk about that later Uh, Obviously, of course, I touched on some Wikipedia stuff, um, and then I was also frequenting a lot of Pennsylvanian local news pages. Amazing. Because the squonk is a Pennsylvanian 
cryptid. Okay. Um, like unique to Pennsylvania only. Nice. Uh, as far as I know, and as far as everybody said that I saw. Um, so Patriot News was a big one that I found. Uh, it's like a local what news website for Pennsylvania. Um, and the Central Pennsylvania Local News as well okay. had a couple articles about it. Um, but not a lot of sources this week. Just a little, a little short, short and sweet one. Just a little tidbit. <laughs> um, so before I talk about the squonk... <laughs> And our little cryptid story this week. <laughs> I wanted to detail this book because I, I personally think it's a really unique source. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually looked at it before with the Loveland Frog. So oh, okay. I've had this in my back pocket, but I didn't use it. And I didn't look into really what it was before, but I had kind of pocketed it yeah. for later because I knew there's a couple cryptids like the Squonk that there's not a ton of content. So, like the Loveland Frog, it, I had like almost 10 pages of research on that one like that was like a lot but like there's not a lot on a couple so I wanted to include it in one yeah in one of the fearsome critters that it discusses um I feel like a copy of this book is like deserved on a curiosity cabinet so I mean it sounds like it I really like want a copy I think it would be amazing to own one um so I'm gonna talk a little bit about the book and a little bit about one of the cryptids that is discussed in the book. Okay. So the book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumber Woods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts by William Thomas Cox is that beautiful text that we'll be discussing. Nice. Um, William T. Cox, or Cox as I will call him, was born in 1878 and he lived to the ripe age of 83. Oh, okay. So Damn. he'd be out here living. Yeah. <laughs> During his youth, Cox worked as a forester in the United States Forest Service. Nice. Um, he was very, very passionate about forestry, nature, etc. So it was his life um, dedication in many different ways. Okay. Um, in 1929, he ventured out of his usual realm to South America, where he participated in the organized organization of the brazilian forest service oh wow so he was um a part of that process for them okay um i think there were a lot of transplants from the um united states forest service that were doing that in other countries at the time yeah especially of course brazil the amazon things like that yeah um so at the time he um completed a comprehensive exploration and documentation of the amazon basin oh wow which is really cool yeah. And I wrote cool dude because I just feel like that's like a cool thing. You know, yeah. he also, wasn't doing anything problematic. He was literally just doing research, you know, yeah. like he was just vibing. Also, I mean, the Amazon is like intense to go and like document because, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of dangerous things in the Amazon uh, rainforest. Yeah. So and to be fair, he might have been doing problematic things. As far as I know, he wasn't, though. So just before I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah. We don't want to give a blanket non problematic. But I just statement feel like anyone, you know, but. nothing reported was he was just literally yeah. like, I'm just a forester and I just yeah. love As far as we know. Writing. I just and love the trees. And I just same. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um so I just feel like he was a cool dude. And I also feel like he was a cool dude because he wrote this book. Yeah. Um so upon his return to the US in nineteen thirty one, so he was he was there for about two years in his research um cox was appointed as the first commissioner of the of conservation for minnesota oh and he um was in this position for many years it was his like you know final kind of yeah big trek in forestry his big position that he had he's very well known for this position that he had okay um As a person, he was an avid writer throughout his whole life. Um, He was really passionate about nature, forestry, and conservation as a, like, like a life service that he wanted to provide. Yeah. Um, And he even felt very strongly about it to a degree that I would say may not be considered scientific, hence the book. Yeah. Um, While he was often featured in a lot of magazine columns and other publications regarding more, like, practical naturalistic writings, um, he was most well-known for his work in the cryptozoology world. Um, He was a believer, quote-unquote, in the cryptid world, or at least 
he endorsed the whimsy idea yeah. of like these creatures that might be out there that we don't know for sure are there mm-hmm. or or that are legend and yeah. he really leaned into the importance of that legend which i agree i think it's really important to yeah. have i think even if you don't wonder yeah even if you don't believe that the cryptid like even if you personally don't believe that the cryptids are real or like all of that sort of stuff there is something important about the creation and like maintaining of local legends right and like yeah. and he was completely yeah. that like that's a perfect way to describe like what he was and what he did um cox is considered the chief literary source in this book specifically on the phenomenon of fearsome critters in north american folklore nice so this book is like a big deal which i feel like it's crazy that i never really heard about it before. yeah i had never heard of it um it's not like super long or you know do you know if it's still in print um, I don't believe they're continually printing it, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I believe there were a f- a, an original publication, you know, in 1910, and then um, there were a few remastered, reprints. reprints later, mm-hmm. um, especially with um, the art and making it a little bit... Yeah. Because um, the fr- I think the one that's on Google <laughs> is, like, the old one, because yeah. it's quite hard to read. Um with your eyes like on a computer screen like it's just very like it's very grainy and you can tell that it's like a scan of like yeah like some old paper yeah um so it kind of begs the question like what is a fearsome critter that is a good question you know essentially it's urban legends tall tale creatures that were said to inhabit the forest around logging camps in in this case, the Great Lakes region, mm-hmm. hence sort of like Minnesota location. Um, uh, the, you know, the movie Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. And where to find them. Mm-hmm. The phrase fabulous beasts or fantastic beasts comes from the phrasing fearsome critters. Oh. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, they're like... Um, you know, synonymous phrasings yeah. mm-hmm. um, of like very. Th- there are, are m- the main concept of the <laughs> um, animal or beast itself is logical to a sense. Yeah. Um, regionally, maybe, and with the function of its body and things like that. But mm-hmm. there's just like that slight twist of whimsy applied to it that makes yeah. it just the right amount of like there's something a little bit off. That ain't it, you know? Yeah. Like um not quite to the level of like Bigfoot, you yeah. know? Um so I just think it's kinda interesting, you know. Um the book functions sort of like a satirical yet very traditional field guide. Nice. Um for beasts of the region. Each beast gets a full description of their habitat, physical attributes, a Latin classification name. All right. Um, their behavior and also an illustration by um, an artist called Cote de Bois. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it was spelled in a way that I was like, I don't know. We yeah. all, I, I said it last episode. I can't. Fr- French is not for me. <laughs> I just can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> Um, so most accounts are actually, um, derived from exactly what you would think a, a, a personal experience yeah. that was then highly embellished over many real retellings, mm-hmm. but every single one has a, it like ends with a retelling of an experience of someone having a, apparently seen it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It, it, they're all very short blurbs. It's not a very long book, but it's yeah. just like the element of like reality in that like somebody apparently saw this thing and this is a retelling of it which kind of reminds me a lot of when I was covering the Mongolian deathworms yeah and how like there were a lot of these like supposed stories of people seeing them that were like yeah definitely like kind of made sense but also, but also like definitely <laughs> didn't make sense I would say these ones are like much less ridiculous than the like boy with the ball that yeah. the worm followed and then it <laughs> incinerated him on the spot like yeah. the most ridiculous with thing in the, the world. like acid that it shoots yeah, like or something spit acid at him and he like disintegrated is ridiculous um so you know a little bit more a little bit more realistic than that yeah just just a little just a little um but 
kind of in, in looking at this info and thinking about, you know, the fact that it's based a lot around logging camps. And of course that has a lot to do with the fact that he was a forester. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I grew up in, in a part of Washington that was very forestry heavy. Yeah. Um, and my grandpa was actually a logger in his youth, um, in Canada and in, uh, Washington. Um, and when my, when my uncle was born, they lived like with the logging camps and and like, you know, Holly knows like the, the pinnacle of everything, the, the bear skull that my grandpa has that that someday I hope that I own (laughs) the bear, the beautiful bear skull that my grandpa found out in the forest when he was logging. It's just a stripped skull that he found. Yeah. Um, he found it when he was, uh, living and working in the logging camps and and he, he found that out there. I bet you'd find like Amazing. such weird and amazing things out there while you were doing and that. they did mm-hmm. I mean it's it's amazing yeah so it just like in thinking about it I texted my grandma because I was just curious mm-hmm. actually I'll read what she said um and I was like so you know just curious <laughs> um I said silly question for something that I'm researching when you lived in the logging camps did you uh, you or grandpa ever remember people discussing fearsome creatures or other folkloric beasts mm-hmm. that roamed the woods? Examples being the squonk, yeah. frogmen, the hoogag, which I'm not the covering hoogag. today, or the hoogag, I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> and then I said Bigfoot too, because we live in the yeah. Pacific Northwest. So and obviously. I know that this, like, you know, this book is set more in, like, the Great Lakes area, but, you know, I mean, yeah. like, these things carry over. Stories travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm reading up on the concept now. And I guess, you know, it was a really normal thing in logging camps for these stories to be told. So I was just curious what she thought. And she said, yes. Oh. Mainly Bigfoot, though. Okay. And or she said, or Sasquatches. Yeah. Um, She said uh, when they lived at Harrison Hot Springs, um, they would get on a boat and go up to the logging camp. They lived like separate from it. Yeah. And they had big signs all over that there was like a Sasquatch in town. That's amazing. Um, And the town is all about that. And I was like, that makes sense because here, especially in, you know, like Washington, it's very, very heavy on the Bigfoot energy. (laughs) Yeah. Washington, Oregon. It's. Yeah. I mean, this is is the Bigfoot area. Yeah. I mean, when I was in elementary school, the like, there was always like Bigfoot themed shit that we were doing or like. Yeah. I remember in the library, like, the special books to read monthly were the Bigfoot reads. Yeah. And, like, you know, you can go to see the, like, there's all kinds of stuff. Every time you go to a gift shop, if you ever come to the Pacific Northwest, it's tons of Bigfoot yeah. stuff. So, you know, um, unfortunately, she didn't remember anything that was, you know, different. That Like, um, <laughs> you know, a, a hoogog or, or a, a swank. But then, then she was like, well, then she started telling me about this time that my uncle saw a UFO. <laughs> Nice. And I was like, oh my God, Grandma, this is not what I asked. Okay, but, but I need to hear the story yeah, about know, the right? UFO. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe another time we'll talk about the UFO thing. Um, and my grandpa's actually very well known among his friends for seeing ghosts. So, Oh. Um, my grandpa's ooh. seen quite a few ghosts. Mm, apparently. We need to get your grandpa on here. I know, right? We need to do an episode. No, with... they're not allowed to listen to the podcast because I swear and they wouldn't like it. <laughs> They don't have to listen to it to be on it. Well, would we just not swear for the whole episode? We could we could make it happen. Actually, I don't think I'd be I comfortable don't... swearing around your grandparents. I don't swear when I'm around them. Yeah. Uh, I, well, that's not true. I swear I just don't say the F word in front of my grandma because she gets mad at me. <laughs> that's amazing. Anywho, I just thought I just was curious. I thought it was interesting. You know, yeah. I, I, I like to ask them about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, no, no, no squonks, but makes sense it's not pennsylvania you know yeah no, no squonks no squonks I, in washington I mean, state if there was a squonk in washington state that book would be wrong so oh my god i just realized something you know i've we've met a squonk we have yeah zeus <laughs> but he's a squonk i'm so sorry but zeus, zeus is a squonk zeus is nikon's dog and <laughs> oh, when i describe what a squonk is it's literally exactly like your dog <laughs> I'm excited. Oh my god! That's his new nickname now. Oh my god! Well, let's uh, let's. I guess we should talk about it now. Okay, I need to know. (laughs) So, um, as I've been getting over this head cold, I just, I I felt like a squonk. 
little squonk brook. I'm just, well, you make it sound cute, but they are not cute. Oh, Let me no. tell you. Okay. They are yucky. Are you saying Zeus isn't cute? Zeus is very cute. Thank you. He's the cutest squonk. <laughs> yes, he is. Other than the ugliness factor, Zeus is a squonk, and you'll you'll see the resemblance. I'm ready. So that's my inspiration for the episode is that I felt like shit. <laughs> nice. Vibes. And when I was coughing, I was probably squonking the whole time. Yeah. So the um, Latin that they gave it in the book mm-hmm. is uh, lac- lacrima corpus dissolvens. That sounds like a dissolving corpse. That's a fair, um, th- that's a fair takeaway. <laughs> the three words that it's taken from in Latin are tear. Uh-huh. Like, as in crying. Yeah. Body and mm-hmm. dissolve. Okay. Um, other, otherwise known as the squonk. <laughs> Squonks are native to the hemlock forests of Pennsylvania. Nice. Specifically the hemlock forests, apparently. None of that other forestry. No, no other trees allowed. The squonk is particular. Yes. This beast is known to come out at dusk and twilight only. Very particular. Yes. In the darkness, the squonk can be seen wandering about, and it's heard always blubbering it to itself. (laughs) (laughs) Blubbering. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, this animal is known to be constantly weeping. Oh. Why is it so sad? Because it's so (laughs) ugly. Oh. Why is it crying? Well, it's known to be the ugliest and most morbid creature alive. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have I something can't... against my dog? No. It's, it's the physical description that's your dog. I, I know. I'm ready. It's not the. It's not the sad ugliness. I also like how you started this being like. This reminds me of Zeus and myself. Yes. Well, when you're sick and you feel terrible all the time, and all you can do is lay down for a week straight. Yeah, that's that's yeah. fair. And I was like, remember, I just told you, I was like, I've, I listen, TMI. I was like, never, I've never been that sweaty before. Yeah. You know when you have a fever and you're just sweating. Yeah. Oh yeah. So awful. I was squonking. <laughs> Anywho. Just blubbering around. <laughs> so it's blubbering. It's out at nighttime. You just hear the blubbering, sloppy sounds of a, of a squonk. Would snortling. all of the like twigs and stuff in the forest stick to it then? Because it's all wet. Uh, well, oh, oh, we'll get there. Okay. Well, not quite, but sort of. So it's it's quite literally just crying constantly, mm-hmm. and it it's um it's characterized by a very there there's one main description of it. Okay. And this is why I think it reminds me of your dog. Um. It's characterized to have ill-fitting skin. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's accurate. Depicted as like a pig, kind of. Yeah. So picture like what like a boar or like a pig would look like. Mm-hmm. No hair though. Okay. And like imagine its skin is like a like a saggy like baggy. Oh no. Like. <laughs> It's like a squ- the squonk lost like a hundred pounds, and all and it's of the got skin the extra is just like skin. hanging out there. Oh no! It's it's got a lot of extra skin, and don't you agree? Obviously, your dog Zeus has a lot of extra skin. I know. What's going on with that neck, though? <laughs> I mean, that was when I first got him. I thought he just used to be re- like really fat, and then he's just uh, built different. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because he has a really long neck. Yeah, but he scrunches it up. Yeah, yeah. he's always scrunched up. He's so weird looking. I love. He's him. a funny little guy. <laughs> he's very cute. <laughs> so yeah. maybe we need to add a picture of Zeus. To this yeah, post. yeah. I'll, I'll have a picture of a squonk, and then we'll and have a picture, picture of Zeus. Zeus for comparison. Well, can you and then be you stretching put, his skin? Yes, and then after that, you have to put a picture of like the Pam from the Office. It's the same picture. It's the same yeah. picture. <laughs> it's the same. So the the most um, common characterization is that it has ill fitting skin. Amazing. And yeah, it's just kind of floppy. <laughs> um, My floopy floppy boy. <laughs> it's just floppy. Um, it's also said to be covered in warts and moles. Oh. Mm. So I don't it's like... just it's not got good skincare routine. No. Uh-uh. It's not it needs moisturizing. to go to a dermatologist. Yeah. To get some of those moles removed. Yeah. Um, apparently, also in some accounts, has webbed feet, but I don't understand why, because if it's like a pig, wouldn't it have hooves? 
Well, maybe it's a pig that swims. <laughs> Pigs are really good at swimming. Did you know this? Well, maybe it swims more efficiently and faster. Pigs swim really fast. Than regular pigs. Did you know that pigs are really good swimmers? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, with their little trotters. I hate that. They're really good swimmers. I hate Why it. Why do you hate that? I don't think pigs should be allowed to swim. Why? You There's know what animal can't wrong swim? About that. Pugs. Pugs? Pugs can't well, swim. Well, they just can't oh, breathe in yeah. general. No, but pugs literally will sink. Oh my god. If you put them in the water. Yeah, we used to have a pug at my mom's house. Oh, what was the pug's name? His name was Duke. That's my brother's name. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most opposite dog of what Duke. Like if Duke yeah. was a dog, Duke is not. A pug. I know. That's no, uh, so yeah. funny. Oh Having never met him, I'd say he's like a great Dane or something. Yeah, no, he he's was. Long. He was the the weirdest, the weirdest little pug. I thought you were gonna say something about my brother, and I was like, <laughs> "What are you about to say?" No, 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 I haven't. Put rolls up sleeves. I was like, "What are you about to say?" I'm about gonna my fight brother? you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Duke's such a good boy. There's nothing negative to say no. about my brother. He's just a good boy. Just a good one. Which I don't think he listens to the podcast. So he doesn't get to hear me honey roasting him. Get wrecked. <laughs> um, aside from the warts and moles and ill-fitting skin and the webbed feet, hoofs, paws, question mark, is what I wrote. Hmm. The feet are unclear. I'm just imagining it slapping around like a duck. Yeah, no, it's not like big feet. It's like little trotters. But, but it's webbed. Apparent- yeah, apparently it's webbed. Okay. I-, I am assuming it's similar to like how dogs' feet are webbed. Technically. Okay. That's fine. You know? Yeah. Econ's making an upset face. I'm just thinking about it slapping around like a duck. <laughs> that reminds me unrelated. Because it'd be like two ducks, because there's four feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know when we were playing lasers and feelings? Yeah. yeah. Or no, sorry. You know when we were playing kids on bikes? God, we're playing so many different D&D <laughs> things right now. Um, when we were playing kids on bikes and Lachlan designed specifically a creature to terrify me the most. And it was a giant goose with human feet slapping around my kitchen. <laughs> I was so upset. I forgot about that. That's the squonk. No, he's the worst. (laughs) And I fucking came at it with a knife and I was going to kill it. (laughs) Kill the demon goose. Oh my God. Anyway. Squonk. If anybody listening didn't already know, we're gigantic nerds. (laughs) So imagine like a little pig dog fella. Uh Uh-huh. But like lots of baggy skin. Mm Mm-hmm. And like holy baggy I don't uh, rosacea-y yeah, okay. yeah. mold I, yep. I'm gonna keep describing because it's making Holly uncomfortable but then like from its eyes and nose pig nose and eyes big eyes big big oh. like um like sad the 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 puppy dog eyes emoji eyes yeah just like crying and leaking goo goo well it's like snotty oh, okay it's crying okay it's it's it, Holly it's ugly weeping Oh, okay. I got it. Constantly. I just, you said goo from the eyes, and I was like, eyes don't do goo. Well, sometimes when you're crying a lot and you, yeah. Can, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, perpetually leaking. Okay. It is said. Mm-mm. Tears and snot. Ugh. The squonk is known to be incredibly unhappy. I would assume so. <laughs> so, if you wanted to catch or track a squonk, uh-huh. the book instructs you as to what's the best ways to do it follow its trail of well, tears when dusk sets upon pen- the pennsylvanian hemlock forests you're very close the squonks do come out they emerge but if it's a clear moonlit night mm-hmm. you know it's light out from the moon they're less likely to come out because the squonks are so ugly that they don't want to be seen <laughs> so they don't they won't they won't expose themselves yeah they like to hide in the shadows. Uh-huh. So they're so ugly. <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. <laughs> they're so ugly. My voice is cutting out that um that they don't go out in the light. <laughs> so funny to me. But on a cloudy usual night, they can be tracked by following their tear-stained trail throughout the forest. A little squonk. A little squonk. <laughs> It's like Susan is snorting. He's just snortling around, <laughs> leaving his little trail of snortles. 
that is Mizzou's. So I'm assuming it's sort of like a, a snail trail that they're leaving behind. Them, yeah. Dripping from their nose, I'm assuming. Um, this is an option for seeking them out, but it, it's also not the best option for seeking okay. them out. So it's not ideal. Mm. Um, apparently, you can most successfully locate a squonk on a frosty night. Okay. When squonks are less likely to move freely because it's clear but frosty, you know, like those nights yeah. in the winter. So if it's cold, they're they're um, more dry, mm-hmm. right? And apparently, according to this book, and they're less likely to be running around freely because of the light and the reflection of the frost. Yeah. And they're easier to detect if they're leaving behind some sort of trail on like a already wet surface, you know, or like Mm -hmm. a frosty surface. Um, So apparently when it's like this out, they they will, they will um, hang out below the lowest hemlock branches and they'll be just hanging out, you know, hiding sort of, or, or traversing between the trees that way. Yeah. Tracking in this case is also audio based because what you do is you in the in the stillness you listen for their weeping. <laughs> oh no! Coming from below the trees. <laughs> oh no! And then of course if if you're chasing them you, you follow their trail right? Yeah. Um and then and then you capture them, right? With a giant net. Yes, and so the the uh, the descriptions are often that they're put in a sack like oh. a burlap sack you know like a big yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus style, right? Yeah. So the most important thing to know is that they're so incredibly sad and fearful creatures. Okay? Uh-huh. They're, they're, because of this and because of the nature of their existence in their, the way they're made up <laughs> The way they really need to go to therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're, they're known to do something very odd when they're captured. Okay. And the reports say so. Okay. If a squonk is cornered or put in a position where it knows, like, there's no hope, like, it, it can't get away, mm-hmm. it will be so overcome by fear and shock and surprise that it will actually dissolve itself into a puddle of foam due to incessant crying. <laughs> so this oh, no. squonk quite literally <laughs> cries itself to death. Oh, mm. no. <laughs> so funny. Saddest little squonker. It's so funny. Oh no! Also, for the record, <laughs> Zeus does cry a lot. So. Yes, it's a, he's a squonk. He is a squonk. He is. Careful, he might dissolve. Um, Poor goosey boy. So I'm gonna end this this little thing, my little short short episode this week. Mm-hmm. With um, although we did kind of go on a tangent at the beginning, we can leave it in. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, honestly, before I get there. Don't you think this is the most fucking relatable? Oh, for sure. So I also sometimes would like to dissolve into a puddle of foam because I'm crying so much. Cry myself to death. Yeah, sign me up to become a squonk. As someone who's known to be a crybaby, same. (laughs) Just literally at the squonk, same. Tag yourself as a cryptid. I'm a squonk. (laughs) So I'm gonna end this by repeating the account that's in that text. Excellent. So again, the title is Fearsome Creatures of the Lumber Woods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts by William Thomas Cox. Oh, and then I'll show you a picture. Here's the account that's at the end of the description of the squonk and followed by the photo. Mm-hmm. Mr. J.P. Wentling, formerly of Pennsylvania, but now of St. Anthony Park, Minnesota. For some reason, I thought you were going to say it, but now of Satan. Oh. And- <laughs> mm-hmm. So, J.P. Wentling. Mm-hmm. But now of St. Anthony Park, Minnesota, not mm-hmm. Satan. Not Satan. Had a disappointing experience with a squonk knee- near Mount Alto. Mm. He made a clever capture by mimicking the squonk and inducing it to hop into a sack. Mimicking? He was like crying at it. Amazing. He was like, uh, 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 like I am also a lot more wet sounding. He was probably like, he had like a bucket of water. He was like sloshing yeah. in it and he was going, uh. <laughs> I'm just picturing it now. Okay? Yeah. So he induced it to hop into a sack. Yeah. Because of his, his, he, he lured it. Maybe that's like their mating call. Yeah. 
lure it in with some really yeah. heavy crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, same. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like there's a lot of parallels you could make for that as a mating call. Yikes. <laughs> so in, in which, into the sack in which he was carrying it home. Yeah. When suddenly the burden lightened and the weeping ceased. Oh, no. Wentling unslung the sack and looked in. There was nothing but tears and bubbles left behind. Tears and bubbles. Oh, no. (laughs) Squonk. And that is the squonk, as told in The Fearsome Critters. Me too, man. Sometimes I get so scared and stressed that I also want to just dissolve. (laughs) I just love the squonk so much. Also, that's Zeus. Yeah. He's such a squonk, right? Zeus is such a squonk. He sees a cat and he has a fucking breakdown. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's the opposite of a squonk? This cat. Fern. Fern, Fern, Fern. She is no Fern. squonk. Fern, do you have anything to say? Do you want to talk into the mic? Okay, we're going to cut. She that. does. Fern? We got her. Nice. We got her. Got him. We need to do this at my place one time so that Cricket can just scream, scream into the, the microphone. Time. Yeah. God. I guess we can tease here. So, anyways, that that's that's the end of my thing. Yeah. I, I just love the squonk so much. I I also I've been love keeping the squonk. the squonk in my back pocket for a while now, so <laughs> I'm glad I finally got to bring it. It didn't squonk dissolve. Out. No. <laughs> Well, because we're kindred spirits. Ah, I see. It was not scared. Yeah, that's the squonk. Well, that's one oh. That's one depiction of the squonk. Yeah. Let, let me show you the one from the book. This is the one that's in the in the book. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like its back legs. They look like human legs. It's like it's like, stuck no, it's like a dog. It's like dog legs. No, no, no. Those look like human legs stuck well, onto a Wait, this pig. one has like that cryptid style? Oh, <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. Can you send me that? Yeah. New phone background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change your contact photo Oh, there's now. also this picture, which is pretty popular. Oh, I don't like that looks, one either. He looks different. <laughs> anyway, so the squonk. But what we, we can kind of tease here that there's some... There's some talk of oh, yes. maybe a potential guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been in conversation. <laughs> Don't get too spicy, like we're not taking off into the podcast ether now no. or anything. It's our friend. But yeah. It, yeah. it's someone who's very dear to us. So hopefully yeah. this summer we'll actually start seeing some guests. So anywho, thank you for listening to The Squonk. For this episode, obviously I'm going to put a copy of the Fearsome Creatures book on my... Not just a... a- um, but I also sack full of tears. I would like to put a vial of squonk juice. Squonk juice. <laughs> I hate that. Add it to my apothecary. Just some squonk juice. Oh no! Sounds like some kind of like good for like your witch's skin. spell. You Squ- need yeah. Have a cup of squonk juice. Yeah, I have newt. Mm-hmm. Squonk juice. You know what squonk juice is? It's the stuff I have been coughing up. Ew. That's called phlegm. No, that's this squonk, squonk juice. juice. Oh no! <laughs> Trust me. The doctors aren't ready for this. <laughs> the doctors are not ready for squonk juice. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Amazing. I love your cabinet. And if I were putting if I were putting something yeah. in mine. We're allowed to put something from each other's. Okay. Excellent. Um, you said no once, but I've decided against I, you. I did. And I take it back. Because um, <laughs> you're, you're I was just feeling, simply wrong. I was feeling contrarian that day. Um, no, that, that, day? that day? That day. Just that day. Thank you, Nikon. You uh, said it very frankly. <laughs> Holly is the definition of a contrarian. <laughs> I'm trying to tone it down. Um, Love you. But <laughs> if I was... If I was putting something in mine, I would do an actual full-size burlap sack that's just soaked in squonk. I thought you were going to say a full squonk. <laughs> no, not a full squonk. Like, oh, no, 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 wait. I take it back. I, You know, in Spy Kids 2, when they have the miniature yes! animals, I would do a miniature squonk. That is so weird that you think of Spy Kids, because in my brain, I think of Star Wars. Oh, no, no, no. And I the, think like, of Spy Kids, because I wanted that spider. That's true. I wanted him, too. Yeah. Spy Kids 2 is a great fucking movie. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's character. Actually, in general, the first and second Spy Kids movies have amazing villains. They're great. And, like, um, 
like anti-hero characters yeah. because Holly knows I would literally die. I would die for Floop. Oh, for sure. I have custom art of Floop. I know. Actually. <laughs> I love him. Floop is a madman. Help us save us. Yeah. So uh, I have miniature tiny squonk in my cabinet. You've got vial of squonk in yours. See, the reason why I wouldn't put a mini squonk is because I would never want to imprison him. He's so sad. I didn't say anything about imprisoning him. Well, he's in your cabinet. He can't leave. He can come and go as he pleases. Oh, well, you didn't say. I didn't know you were building <laughs> him a luxury a, apartment in it's there. It's not a closed he'd cabinet. Get, he'd get to read the Yeah, the, the miniature the books. books. He'd get to read the miniature books. Yeah. Oh, so you're so he's okay. He's, he's a resident of I the see, cabinet. I see, I see. Yeah. He, it's just his home now. He's like a borrower. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. But anyways, um, <laughs> if you would like to follow us, rate, review, and subscribe on wherever you're listening, and follow us on Instagram. You can follow us at the Macabcast Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our handle on Instagram. Also, if you wanted to send us an email with a yes. story of your own, maybe uh, like you know, I was talking about my grandma. If they've, if you have know about any. Any other local creatures that you've heard your family talk about, you know? Or if you've seen one. Or, yeah. Yeah. If you've seen one. Or if you have a random UFO experience, apparently, like Like Brooke's grandpa. So, listen. (laughs) I would be rich if I had a dollar for every weird story my grandpa's told me. I honestly just want to listen to your grandpa tell stories. I know. Me too. Wholesome. Um, so you can send us an email at themacabcastpod at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and we hope you continue to listen. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And what's in your cabinet? Good night. Good night.